0: All right, guys we're back another episode today i'm joined by two fantastic guests we have sam and Allie from the unfit pod um and i actually came across you two through uh super producer bc and um he's the pod some- father <laughs> uh, yeah the pod father right mm-hmm. and um i actually just listened to your guys episode with him before we hopped on this because so i was doing some research and um i didn't know that he was like trying to do this whole fitness thing too because i just spoke to him last week And like, I would have loved to like pick his brain about that and kind of give him a little extra motivation and do that kind of thing too. So it was just kind of like everything coming together at the right time, like finding your guys' pod, trying to start my own and, um, you know, him kind of being in there in the mix too. And um, I think what he's doing is really cool and we can kind of start there. But, you know, as I've been following him in the Super Producer podcast, it really seems like he's doing a good job creating like this little community that's like starting to interact with each other, you know, trying to support one another. And I don't know if that was his vision, but it's definitely starting to become a thing. And I'm just curious kind of like what you guys think about that, especially since you had him on for like an hour. What was it, two weeks ago or so?
1: <laughs> yeah. We had a long episode with him while was I was really editing good, it. Fine, I was but... like, I don't want to cut any of this out. So it's going to be an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah.
2: We were actually so excited. Um, We've talked to him before, but we just like jumped right into the conversation that yeah. I feel like my audio in it is not good because I didn't do any tests and I totally screwed it up. Sam is the superstar in uh, the audition, audition, so she made it sound good. But yeah, we're huge fans of Brendan. He has totally taken us under his wing and has been so wonderful, like lets us bounce questions and ideas off of him all the time. And actually sometimes reaches out to us when he has thoughts that I think kind of fall within the theme of our podcast. So we're very thankful to have him. And as you know, if you listen to the episode, like we were huge fans before yeah. we knew he had this community, maybe before he started it. So it's, um it's cool to be a part of it now.
0: Yeah, I, I love listening to his stuff. And like, I was on, like I said, last week, just one of his office hours trying to catch up and like, I'm kind of getting to a point right now where it's just me doing this. And I've only been doing it for like six months. But after a while, it's like, there's a lot more to it than you think. And I don't come from a background of any of this stuff. Like no experience, even with like mics. Like I don't like being on camera. My social media, like my personal Instagram is terrible. I post like two or three times a year. And I'm um, just trying to like learn all these things. It's nice to have somebody that's like a little bit more well-versed like he is. And yeah. just kind of giving you a little bit of extra motivation. Like you can't expect it to blow up overnight. And one of the things for me, I think is like, so I enjoy the actual, actual part, like you're talking to people and like learning new things about people in the conversations. I hate the other stuff, but like, that's a part of it. And, um, you know, for me, as long as I'm able to like learn something and get something out of it myself, I'll continue doing it. And, um, I would think you say I,
2: that's your motivation.
0: Yeah, I would, I would say so. Like if it wasn't for that piece of it, I would have stopped already because yeah. I, I don't like sitting around and and doing the editing for like an hour or two hours and trying to come up with a social and all that extra stuff. But um, how is it with the two of you as like co-hosts? I'm just kind of curious like what that dynamic is like. And you guys talked about that a little bit with BC, but uh, I'm just kind of curious how it goes with two people like bouncing ideas off of each other or like disagreements. Is there anything like that?
1: yeah I, I feel like i can take this one so we were talking right before we started recording ali and i met in college because we both did the radio station at Ithaca mm-hmm. college 92 wicb so we've been working together for a long time and i feel i actually read this recently that once you cross the seven-year friendship mark with someone you know that they're like a friend for life not that i'm saying you have to find someone you've been friends with for seven years to host a podcast with you But I think Ali and I have the relationship where if we disagree on something, we know that we will eventually compromise and that's not going to cause one of us to just like explode and we're not going to be able to work together. We always work it out. But I think aligning on a goal has really been what has set us apart from, I think, other people who have created podcasts during this time just because we knew exactly what we wanted to do. And it was just a matter of how many times do we need to meet and record and practice before we start to get there. Right. So we highly encourage having production meetings, if you have a, a podcasting partner or a producer or anyone, just to bounce ideas off of. And that's where we kind of go over things like, Booking guests, like who brainstorming, who do we think would be someone great that our audience would really like to hear their perspective? That's where we go over some of the content production. Allie really does all the video side of things. So she's okay. focused on the creating the content for Instagram. And then sometimes I'll take that content and we'll also put it on Twitter or it'll go on TikTok. Um, And then that's also the time that we will workshop the questions that we want to ask our guests to kind of guide the conversation to make sure that the actual product, the podcast, is fun to listen to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Allie, do you have anything to add to that or not really?
1: Yeah, I
2: mean, I think Sam and I really lean on each other. Like, I don't think, well, not to discredit either one of us, but I think we do this for ourselves, but also for each other. I don't think I would be motivated to do a podcast totally by myself. Um, I would not either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's where
0: I'm kind of getting at.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think we're kind of like this yin and yang where most of the time I think we're both pretty energetic, but like we definitely pull each other along when there's like a lull or we're questioning something. Or like, I think our partnership is unique. I don't think it's something that every person. Like, I think we're very uh, fortunate to have one another, mm-hmm. um, but it really is like a uh, we wouldn't exist without it being a partnership, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're lucky.
0: It's a good dynamic. I can tell just in a the, in the little bit that I've seen just with like social media and listening to the podcast, like you, you two do complement each other very well. And I think that's why it's working for you. But as far as your podcast specifically, one of your kind of like taglines is like the healthy ish. Right. And I kind of like that. That stood out to me. And um, fitness is like a big part of my life as well.
1: Winning already then. Yeah, that's that. That was one (laughs) of the hardest parts coming up with the title and the tagline.
0: (laughs) That that was like I saw that. I'm like, ooh, I need to like learn a little bit more about this right off the bat. And um, so like I said, I did a little bit digging and like fitness is important for me, too. But one of the things that I kind of struggle with a little bit is like the balance of everything you got going on in your life and specifically for me one of it is the the social aspect of things because i'm still in college i'm in my last semester right now and you know for the last four or five years the social aspect of college is really important like going out meeting new people like that's just what you do it's part of it absolutely and that can get in the way of living like this fit lifestyle like if you abuse that or if that is your priority in college right mm-hmm. so i feel like you two with with um you know this theme of your podcast would be like great to talk about this dynamic because you two were in this situation not that long ago. And I have to assume it just because you graduate college, that doesn't just go away. Like, I hope that's not the case. I'm not ready for it to just go away once I graduate in four months. But, um, you know, how, how do you two find that you kind of balance or have balanced the fitness, staying in shape with also going out, having a good time, having some drinks, you know, maybe making a few kind of dumb choices here and there along the way? Well, what's that balance? This is
1: all you, Allie. (laughs) All right. Um,
2: Well, just speaking to the podcast, I mean, yeah, it was like Sam's super into health and fitness and loves reading about things. And Mm -hmm. like, she's the one who's really into the health and wellness, whatever. And I obviously care a lot about that, but I'm like a little bit more, I mean, we're both party girls, but I feel like I'm the one who's (laughs) maybe a little bit more like, let's get crazy. Okay. Um, Allie's the first to jump on the table.
1: If I like, like a it. table-free, yeah. <laughs> elevated okay. surfaces is the place to be.
2: <laughs> I just think like ev- there needs to be a balance of everything. Like in order for right. life to be fun and sweet and enjoyable, like you have to indulge in the things that are worth indulging in. And that's not to say that you like totally neglect your health, but it's a balance, right? So like maybe Monday through Friday, I keep it a little bit more chill. You know, mm-hmm. obviously we're in weird times with the pandemic and whatever, but when i'm watching a football game or when i'm going out on a saturday night or like whatever it is i'm not gonna you know put like strict rules i think like our main objective or the thing that we always come back to is like uh making choices that are sustainable and what we find in ourselves and in the people we surround ourselves with is like when there's cut and dry rules to things like that is not sustainable so everything for us is just you know how can we be as healthy as possible
1: while also enjoying life (laughs) yeah and Um, i think fitness is obviously really important and nutrition is important yeah but that's the other message of our podcast is it, it shouldn't be even if you're really into it that's not your entire personality there's so much more to you than like being really cut or having these huge traps or something i think if you if you get when you get older and you think back to your memories in college you're never going to remember like oh my god i had that a really great workout on that random monday <laughs> in the afternoon like that's yeah. that's not what your mind goes to but you will remember the memories that you made going out with your friends mm-hmm. and doing karaoke or whatever it is that that brings you that kind of joy so we try to touch on both of those things and i think that is a testament again to the the yin and the yang that Allie and i have where mm-hmm. Allie's more Like what's going to fuel me spiritually, mentally, like what's going to bring my heart some love. And I'm kind of like, that's, that's all good to have. But what else can I be doing to make sure that I'm still keeping up with my, my uh, physical and mental health as well?
0: Absolutely. So you're talking about like the mental kind of side of things too. Now, if I heard this correctly, you two before the pandemic were both working in New York City. Is that accurate?
2: We both, mm-hmm. we still, I mean, I'm home right now because okay. of the holidays and the bills oh, and yeah. some family stuff going on, but we both technically reside in New York. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So speaking in at, okay. So speaking of health, like what was that like? Because all you ever saw on the news was New York city, worst place to be like the epicenter of everything here in the States, at least to begin. And I don't know how much of that was true. How much of it was false. Cause like you have this pandemic and then you have all the crazy stuff going on in the media. And it's just so much at once. It's like, who do you believe? And what was that like for you two being there?
2: Yeah. um, I think, I don't think the news was falsely portraying everything, Mm. but I do think there's this exaggerated sense of the truth when it's like all you see. Yeah. So I think I definitely speak for myself. I think probably Sam as well, like the neighborhoods that we live in, yeah, they were affected, but it's not like we were next to a hospital where there's like a million uh, COVID patients dying on a daily basis. Like, you know, uh, we weren't getting on trains as much. We're working from home. So we're kind of sitting tight in our neighborhoods. Um, Obviously people are wearing masks and social distancing and that sort of stuff, but it it wasn't like, you know, you walk outside and it's the end of the world. Apocalyptic. yeah, Yeah. I think people just kind of slowed their daily routines down a little bit and hunkered down at home and in their own neighborhoods
1: yeah and i actually went home at the in the middle of march it's funny because we went on a ski trip right before everything shut down in uh, vermont and we were joking like "Covid hasn't hit vermont yet haha ha. and then we get back and we're like "Fuck, this is terrible <laughs> Um, and so I went home to New Jersey, which okay. is not, not super far from where I live now, but, um, definitely like a slower pace suburbia. And yeah, I think you got to remember that the, like every news organization is also a business. So oh, yeah. the more not to like, ev- obviously they were hyping something up that is super important. And yeah, everyone should be social distancing and wearing masks all the Absolutely. time. Absolutely. But um, yeah, at, at a certain point, watching the news when there is no new information for you to take in is kind of hurting you, I think. Yeah. So I actually started to because my mom is someone who when I was home, she's someone who like watches the news every single day, any moment of the day that she can. And uh, that was just too much for me. Yeah. So I preferred to read the New York times like morning kind of bulletin list of things going on. And it takes a lot of the emotion out of it. And it just gives you the facts that we actually know instead of the, you know, the sad music in the background and, or the crazy like breaking news, we still don't know anything. (laughs) So um, yeah, but it definitely took a toll on my mental health. So that's why the part of the reason I went home.
0: Yeah. I, I can imagine it's been tough for everybody, obviously, but, um, what what have you guys kind of done to, to cope with that and deal with that? Because like you're saying, like, so you're stuck at home, right? Your mom, for example, is watching the news 24-7. When there's nothing else to do but be at home, you can't go out, you can't interact with other people. Obviously, you're going to be on your phone more. Like, there's more stuff on Twitter, Instagram. Everywhere you look, everywhere you turn, everything you're consuming is that same message. And it's obviously not good for you. You're not supposed to be cooped up and just consuming, you know, whatever the media is putting out there like that. Have you found anything that kind of like helped you to kind of cope with this or just kind of like work on your mental health? Because like, it's definitely been an issue for a lot of people.
2: I would say the podcast. Yeah, the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Put all of our energy into the podcast. Um, obviously, I am still working. So like that keeps me fairly busy as well. But mm-hmm. when I sign off and admittedly, even sometimes in the middle of the day, I'm like working on little things. Um Yeah, like we're working on this a ton all the time. Outside of that, I would say like obviously trying to practice what we preach in working out and cooking. And I like to read. That's like a cathartic thing that I like to do for myself. Yeah. Some people like to sit around and watch Netflix. Um, Yeah, I think it's about like knowing yourself and what's going to fuel you. Fuel you. And I think for us, it's like definitely been bringing. Our show to life
0: mm-hmm. awesome
1: yeah giving giving the podcast kind of time to shine was really great and kind of refocusing our energy on that for me there was definitely a time period where and i was working in kind of like a client services role and a lot mm-hmm. of our clients were like what the fuck is going on we don't know what to do right so there was definitely a period of lighter work. And that's when I focused my energy on the podcast and I worked out a ton. Like I got jailhouse jacked, I will say um, okay. for about 12 weeks. Cause I was following this ebook and I was working out at home and I was cooking a lot. And then eventually I was like, all right, this is, I don't have to do this anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely, I say that the gym keeps me sane. Cause I that's agree. like 45 minutes to an hour of time that I am literally pushing myself hard, not thinking about anything other than breathing and mm-hmm. doing the movements that I, that I set out to do and completing the workout. So definitely working out is something that keeps me not crazy.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I, I feel you there. I'm, I'm the same way without, especially when the gym's closed, I kind of lost my mind for a little bit. I feel I like a lot of guys that, that oh, I went nuts. are you
1: a guy who weight, who lifts a lot of weights?
0: that's like my primary way of like staying active yeah, i used to I run think, a lot but when i came to college it kind of switched i was like no longer an athlete so it's like well i'm just gonna like same, go to the gym same
1: exact thing for me i was so like it was so performance focused when i was mm-hmm. in high school because yep. i was a volleyball player and then when i got to college i was like okay i have this access to an incredible fitness center but i don't really know what i'm training for or exactly what to do. But yeah, I think a lot of guys in particular who were doing really heavy weightlifting struggled when all the gyms closed. You got to get real creative. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I was lucky I had some weights back home. So I drove, I go to school in Rochester and uh, I live like up by the Canadian border, New York. So like true upstate New York, middle Mm -hmm. of nowhere. And I was very fortunate that my family had some like old weights just in the basement. So I took as much of it as I could, put it (laughs) in my car and just drove like four hours to Rochester. I mean, I'm talking like three, four hundred pounds worth of like dumbbells and barbells and just like literally anything I can get my hands on. And I ended up spending most of the summer just lifting on my back porch.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: yeah, like I didn't have anything else to do. I started running some, but I, I don't really like running that much. It's uh, it's all right when there's nothing else to do. But uh, it's, it's just I feel the, the same, same way about
1: running. Allie likes, to, Allie enjoys running more than I do.
2: Sometimes I do. It's like... <laughs> I don't know. It's honestly kind of a weak cop-out. I think I've
0: just, Eh, I don't know about that. (laughs) Some people like really like it's one thing I can do.
2: Yeah. It's one thing I can do. Like I ran track in high school. So I know if I focus on my form, I'm doing it right. And that's like, all I got to do. I get overwhelmed with like the weightlifting and stuff. I do it sometimes, (laughs) but like running is just, I guess where I am most comfortable I wouldn't say i'm a great runner like i push myself to be an okay runner sometimes
0: (laughs) that's better than nothing though yeah like especially when when you have no access to gyms like that's i mean unless you get really really creative with body weight kind of stuff which is really boring to me i i mean i'd rather do that than run but like still i there's (laughs) nothing wrong with running i i used to actually run in high school too i used to be do track and like cross country for a while i don't know why I hated it for like the five years that I did it until I was a senior and said, you know what? I'm going to play football just out of the blue. But um, I, I no longer want to do that to myself, but some people like it and I don't blame them for it. It's definitely like a completely different side of fitness though. Like you get kind of like a, like a different mental high from, from like running and doing endurance kind of stuff as compared to like the weightlifting and like hit kind of stuff. It's like two completely different feelings that you get and both are good it's just kind of a matter of what you want to prioritize i mm-hmm. think and what your goals are and what you like doing and what that becomes what's more sustainable for you so you know in a situation like myself like you were saying Sam like take the gym away from me i just i didn't know what to do with myself so yeah. you know i'm it's lucky it's all about to do
2: that. it was all hard is- at first all of these conversations is about creating structure for yourself in a time where like that's very hard because you've been stripped of all of it right like you're getting up and going to work or going to class going to the gym like working on whatever it is you're working on so um you know the podcast has been some structure for us Mm -hmm. running a little bit has been structure for me awesome Um, it's about finding that stuff yeah
0: so speaking of the podcast, though, tell me a little bit more about that, like for the people that wouldn't be familiar. So you guys, like I guess, are you coming up on a year or so?
1: It was early May, late April, early May. Yeah, but- we started publishing okay. episodes at the end of April of 2020. But we we had been working on it for months prior to that. So okay. my mom actually asked me that recently. She's like, have you been doing the podcast for a year? I was like, well, technically, if you're talking like number of episodes, no. But yeah, we we started working on it really I think, um, what was that, it's October 2019? months leading up to the pandemic
2: don't feel, at least to me, they don't feel so far gone. Like that feels like it wasn't so long ago, right. but really that was a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been working on it for a little over a year now.
0: Okay. And like from a week to week, like what is the overall goal of it? Obviously you're having people on from different walks of life and covering like a variety of different health related, um, you know, conversations and things like that. So, so what is like your overall vision and kind of goal moving forward for the podcast?
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, we say a healthy ish podcast. And part Love of it. that is because we are, we always, Ali's always like, we're very unfit, we're very unfit around here. <laughs> Um, and the, the reason we say healthy ish is because we're coming at this health and wellness podcast from an angle of, we are not experts. We never claim to be experts. You don't have to take anything we say as you should never take anything we say as medical advice, but, um, you don't have to take anything we say seriously. You can just listen and learn or, or be entertained. And I think the tagline that, that I've created for us, if we're ever pitching the podcast to someone is Um, the the show is about optimizing your health to maximize your life. So it's not about cutting out things that you think are bad for you, but it's about using different nutrition, mental health, physical health practices to really elevate the other parts of your life that you really enjoy.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's the pitch. (laughs) No, that's a good pitch. I'm sold. What do you guys think you're going to try and do moving forward though? Like what is your I don't know, five or 10 year plan. Where do you see it going or taking off? To? Oh my
1: God. 10 years.
2: Can you imagine? All right. All right. All
0: right. All right. Let's go like another year from now.
2: No, I love that. Um, I think right now we're just trying to grow our audience. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a small audience, a very engaged audience. It's right way
0: better today. than mine. So I don't want to hear that.
2: Yeah. Um, but I think like the response has been overwhelmingly positive as we have grown. Um, um, I think it's relatable to be like, I care about my health, but I don't know the ins and outs of everything. And I'm just trying to do what's best for me. But what is that? And everyone feels a little, you know, unfit or like they don't measure up to something. Yeah, no one's perfect every day. And so that's kind of how we approach everything in every conversation. Um, I think, yeah, so right now we're just trying to kind of spread that message and get more people interested. I think Mm -hmm. super short term. Maybe some small merch pieces. We're working on some. Hats. Okay. Um I think as we grow, definitely, like Instagram is kind of where a majority of our content lives. We'd like to be on more social platforms. Mm. That's challenging when there are, you know, when you're working a full-time job or looking for a full-time job. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think the next step is like figuring out a way to monetize it in some way so that it either is a full time job or we can pay somebody to come in and help us so that yeah. there's more of it. Um, but I think down the line, like we have lots of I like I think this is just the beginning of what could be a very large brand. Um I don't know if unfit is something that's gonna be like a hard and fast part of our lives for ever, but I think it could be. Mm-hmm. So okay. we're just kind of rocking and rolling and what we're doing seems to be working, but it's a bit of a slow burn. So, yeah, um, you know, we'll see where we end up in the next few months.
1: Yeah, and I'll give you a little inside scoop. We kind of came up with this Venn diagram the other day of okay. like, what is our, BC always talks about growth strategy, right? Like what's mm-hmm. your growth strategy? How are you gonna make your podcast bigger? And the first part of that is finding like, what's your message and what audience are you reaching? And then, so right now we're, we're right there and we're trying to figure out, like Ali said, how do we make the best content for our audience and just right. make the people who listen to the podcast, become fans of the podcast. That's step one. But then now we're kind of starting to think like, okay, how do we grow? And so we created this Venn diagram where, I mean, I guess I could show you, I like half colored it in, but it's okay. like not really colored. in. <laughs> so it looks like this and I'll just describe because you okay. can't read it from here. But in the top we have health professionals is the first bubble. And then on the left, I said real people with real stories. And then on the right, we have influencers and trailblazers. Okay. So You can kind of see where some of those overlap. There are doctors who are also influencers. There are real people with real stories who then monetize that story yeah. and became an influencer. And then there are health professionals are obviously real people as well so there's a lot of overlap there and we want to have episodes that are going to be both educational and entertaining and then if they're also inspirational that adds like another level of kind of fandom and just another way for the listener to really connect with the story or the person that's telling it so awesome. that is something that we're kind of thinking about moving forward and we're both very entrepreneurial mindset like that's not okay. something that I just wrote this down like two days ago. Mm-hmm. So that's not something that we set out and said, oh, we're going to have, we're going to try and pull guests from these three categories. But having a visual representation at least helps me to identify, okay, now when I'm thinking about who should we try to reach out to? Because not everyone that we message, not every influencer that I DM is like, sure, I'll come on your podcast. Oh, They're sure. like, who are you? What do you want? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, um, but I I think having a a visual representation also is just very helpful to then it can live outside of your brain and you can just reference it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I agree. I probably should do a little bit more of that. Um, probably help myself stay a little more organized and and create a better vision for where I want to take it to. But, um, on a deeper level, I guess, kind of where does this all come from? Like you obviously know what message you want to share, but, You know, looking back, like, where did the the original inspiration come from trying to create this kind of content? Um, You know, has it been something you've known you've wanted to do for a very long time? I'm just kind of curious, like, what motivates you to continue to do this and, and why are you doing it, I guess, is what I'm really asking.
2: Yeah, so... Sam loved Elvis Duran growing up and wanted to be the next Elvis Duran. Um, I (laughs) adored Katie Couric. I thought I wanted to go into, you know, news or something like that. Like, I think we've always had these creative endeavors and Mm -hmm. the modern version of that is like having a successful podcast. And, you know, the challenge with that is that it is a little bit of a saturated industry, but the blessing with it is that anybody can do it. So I think yeah. we're both very excited and fortunate that we have the skill set and we've been practicing it for a while. So literally, all it took was us getting like the right equipment and a nice computer to really get things rolling.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: as we said, like with those beginning endeavors as kids, uh, we both did radio in college and that's where we met each other and became really close um and all throughout college we were like brainstorming different podcast ideas or funny youtube videos or this or that so i think that's always lived in us and this is just like the outlet that we have now like organized and are pushing all of that
1: energy towards Okay. yeah and and as a fan of health and fitness and wellness, trying to navigate this multi-billion dollar industry, this is a show or in the message that I wish I had when I was trying to figure all that shit out, I will say. So that I think is what keeps me really aligned on what the goal is. But as for the production, both of us have have loved just producing content for a number of years now.
0: Awesome. Seems like everything's coming together for you then. One of the other things I want to talk to you too about too is you kind of talk about this idea of you know, fitness not being what dominates your life. It's it can't be, you know, for most people, it's not the most important thing on a daily basis. And you guys kinda talked with BC about this a little bit as far as like you can't set your expectations to that of an Instagram influencer that does fitness for a living, that gets paid this some um, sponsorships and, and does all this stuff, you know, twenty four seven and you know, a lot of people kind of like feel the pressure, like, I don't want to start because, you know, I'll never look like that. Or, you know, just, just getting in there and, and, and getting after something is a lot more difficult when you don't have, you know, you're not getting paid to do it. And like, people have other things that they have to do. Like, like you guys have full time jobs, you still want to have some, some part of a social life for people that are a little bit older, they might have a family. And, you know, having some sort of realistic fitness advice that is relatable to the overall population not just the elite fitness model or whoever it may be or athlete i think is pretty important and it's really a lot better of a starting point for somebody that's just trying to get into it it's a lot easier to start if you're talking or getting advice from people that aren't necessarily paid to just spew stuff on the internet to to, to make money that's really what a lot of them exist to do um so Why, why do you think, I mean, I kind of feel like I just answered the question I would ask you anyway, but I just kind of want to get your guys' take on, on that whole, you know, probably, I don't know if it's an issue or, or just in general, how people would, uh, would deal with that and see those things online.
2: Yeah. Um, I always talk about like, I am so turned off by gym rats and, (laughs) uh, (laughs) people, I don't know, Instagram influencers who are fitness influencers. Like that is not my vibe at all. I relate to somebody who's like in gross sweatpants out running around the (laughs) block, like just making do with what they got. And I say this all the time. Like I don't own any fancy workout gear. Like I do not have Lululemon leggings, like anything like that. To me, it's relatable to be honest about that rather than be like, yeah. oh my God, and look at my six pack, which is like kind of fake because I'm just, I've like photoshopped it actually. The right angle, the right lighting. Of- yeah, and I have yeah. good lighting and photographer. So again, like because Sam is the one who is so passionate about the fitness stuff, I usually let her lead more like hard fitness conversations, but okay. I like to be the one who like brings it down and levels Reels out it back people, in a little bit. Yeah, who are- <laughs> okay. Yeah, not like of that mindset because I would never listen to a fitness podcast. Like that <laughs> right. makes me want to
0: throw exactly. up. <laughs> yeah. Um.
2: So that's like my
1: take on it. Okay. Yeah, Allie definitely t- makes a lot of those topics that we could go into more digestible
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we we try and market ourselves as like you hear unfit and you think fitness, but it's really about fitness like mental fitness, nutrition, physical fitness, social fitness. Um, what was the last like financial fitness is another one that Mm -hmm. we would like to prioritize more this year. Um, cause that's really important too. You got to make money to, you know, do a lot of things. Um, but I just think if you compare yourself to anyone, you just set yourself up for failure. Even if you compare yourself to a previous version of you mm-hmm. and you're just just strictly talking about looks we there are so many times in our lives where we create this set of rules or we create an unreachable goal and then we just feel sorry for ourselves when we don't meet that goal and i want to do that less <laughs> <laughs> i want to just not basically um so i I think it's funny how Ali's like, fuck influencers, I hate this shit. And I have lived on in that Instagram world for so long. Like I remember getting Instagram and and there's this really famous Australian personal trainer, Kayla Itzines. I don't know if you've heard of her. You are not the kind of person I would imagine to do her workout guides. Okay. But she basically marketed this bikini body guide. And mm. the whole concept of it was to get you shredded to you know, hit the beach in a bikini. And there's a lot wrong with that concept that we won't get into because you can just wear a bikini and then you're ready for the beach, done. <laughs> but um, there were so many people that I kept seeing that she would repost their transformation photos. And I thought, oh my God, this, because I have a leaner, tall body type. And so I thought, oh, I could accomplish that like this person did, but I didn't realize that they were also probably not eating enough food they looked mm-hmm. like that for one day and right. then they went, or they're super tan or the photo is straight up not real cause it's edited. Yeah. So after years of that, I was kind of like starting to educate myself more on like things like intuitive eating. So it, it doesn't mean you're just gonna eat whatever you want whenever you want, but it's kind of eating without rules and without like a diet structure and unfollowing a lot of those accounts with transformation photos that made me feel worse about myself um and so i think that those are the kind of messages that we want to talk about and those are the kind of conversations that we want to have but we also don't want to inundate our audience with that like you would if you were following a bunch of influencers on social media so we never we're not influencers like no. <laughs> right. If you okay. look at our Instagram pages, it's just Truthfully, like, what's we going like on? To make fun of them. Yeah. You like to make
0: fun of them. Is that what you said? We, yeah.
1: we poke a little fun, I will say, but I do try and get, I, I am trying to get a couple of them to come on uh, our podcast. The mm-hmm. other issue with influencers is back in the early influencer days, um, people were selling things that they were not qualified to sell. Like you shouldn't be allowed yeah. to sell a fitness program if you're not a personal trainer. If and a lot of people do it some type of certification yeah you shouldn't be able to sell like a a cooking ebook that you're marketing as like a health guide different than just recipes if yeah. you are not a nutritionist or a dietitian um and so I think we're we're trying to spread these messages that are education educational but also entertaining and um yeah I, I just think like come i comparison is the thief of joy right that's that's the saying it's just if you compare yourself to anyone too much it just you set yourself up for failure and why would you want to do that
0: right and then it's not even you anymore at the end of the day so you talked about diet a little bit and one of the things that kind of drives me nuts is like people's perspectives on diets so a lot of time somebody will decide to do a new diet whether it's keto or paleo or carnivore vegetarian vegan doesn't matter
1: the carnivore and thing, like, oh my god, my brother and I have so many jokes about the carnivore diet.
0: I I don't know it anything. It sounds miserable. It sounds terrible. But I also couldn't do the vegan thing. I I don't know what I do with myself. I need to get enough protein somehow, and I hate the plant-based protein stuff. But um I think anyway, one of the sorry. problems What?
1: I said anyway. Sorry, not to go off on a tangent about oh, the no. carnivore diet.
0: That's fine. I don't care. It's fine with me. But um diets in general, though, I feel like a lot of people you start it you start to get some progress but then after a while you realize that's not sustainable after you stop doing the diet you go right back to what you were doing and then that progress that you made just goes away probably faster than it was for you to actually like see a difference so i think the idea of dieting you have to be more realistic about it in the sense that you have to find something that will work for you in the long term and that doesn't mean you know going months on end without having a pizza or going and having a burger or having a bunch of drinks. Like for me, I'd probably be in a lot better shape if I didn't go out and drink every weekend. So wouldn't we all, right? But I don't want to give that up. And unless you're an influencer, or a professional bodybuilder, you know, good chances are people our age, our demographic are going and doing that pretty consistently. So I think it's important that you recognize that, but also find something that works for you. And recognize that a certain diet isn't necessarily going to work the same way it does for somebody else that's doing it. And that's not something I feel like a lot of people recognize. And the other thing too is nobody's willing to stay consistent long enough to see if anything will actually work for them. And it might not be keto this time. Um, it could be, you know, maybe for whatever reason you have like an allergy to something and it allows you to, I don't know, say 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 you do better with keto, for example. Um, so have you guys had anybody on that's kind of like talked about this this theme or, or kind of dilemma, I guess, that, that people find themselves caught up with? I'm curious what you guys think about that.
2: Yeah, we've had, I'll let Sam maybe talk more in depth about uh, the dietitian we had on recently because it's a friend of hers from high school. But yeah, I hate diet culture. I hate the idea it's that the worst. like this, equation is going to result in this end product for everybody because that's just not the case um yeah I mean I've never said this on our show because I think it would upset my mom but my mom is the type of person who every Sunday night says she's going to start a diet on Monday morning for my whole life so like what do I take away from that you know it's like the diet doesn't work clearly. And I mean, she's not like overweight or overly unhealthy, but for herself, she's always like, Oh, I'm going to go whatever. And, and mm-hmm. that's just never been something consistent. So that's something that I think I, I feel like I was like super aware of when I was younger. And as I've gotten older, like, you know, when you're young and dumb, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go on a diet too. Or what, yeah. but right. obviously like the results, unless you are consistent and are doing what is best for your body, um, you know, aren't gonna be great. Uh, so yeah, I think we talk a lot about just like being self aware enough to know what you are going to be able to sustain, what mm-hmm. is going to be best for your own personal health. Um and then, yeah, I mean, we don't really like any
1: of the keto shit because we yeah, can do that. that's crazy. <laughs> you keto know, is just like too hard to I think it's too hard to maintain. Just yeah, to like I agree. To eat that much fat in a day is And then continue to eat that way i think is very difficult but here's something i'll say and this is something that i like to think about um when i think about like diet culture and Mm -hmm. why people are looking for this one size fits all solution that is not the case doesn't exist there if every single person think of like your friend group if everyone in your friend group ate the exact same food and trained the exact same way everyone would still have a totally different body type, probably, mm-hmm. unless you just happen to have the same body type as a bunch of your friends, which would be very funny. But I don't know, maybe you're in a fraternity, I feel like frat brothers always like kind of look alike. <laughs> no, um, I don't
0: know anything about that.
1: <laughs> but like that, I think that's something good to remind yourself of when you're thinking mm-hmm. about, uh, maybe I should try this because it worked for them. Well, does it, it doesn't mean it's gonna work for you. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. And then um we had Katie Corradino. Definitely look her up. Um if you guys are, are interested in listening to our podcast and you're and you want to listen to one about diet culture, eating disorder recovery, um, definitely listen to that episode of Unfit. Katie specializes in working with patients who are in eating disorder recovery in kind of like the later stages of it. So just figuring out what are the lifestyle changes that they can make, not diet, not going on a diet, but like what, what are the things they can incorporate into their lifestyle? And she has this whole philosophy that mindfulness should be incorporated into it. And I think Mm -hmm. that is something really cool that I have not heard of before, Um, and just incorporating movement into that as well. So not like a workout regimen, but um, like yoga or walking or whatever it is. Um, And yeah, I I think that just the diet culture is literally created to make people feel less than so that they go and buy stuff. Mm -hmm. That's all that it is, right? Unless you're actually allergic to something You can eat that thing. Like if you're, if you have celiac disease, like, yes, you should not be eating gluten. Or if you have a lactose intolerance, then don't eat it. There's no reason to cut things out if you don't feel any effect from them. And like, I just remember when people were going gluten-free just for fun. And I don't know if there's really, I mean, maybe there are doctors out there who who do believe that you should be gluten-free. We are not doctors, and we are not people who are gluten free, <laughs> so we're I definitely like more along the lines bread. of that intuitive eating. And it and that doesn't mean anti health. Like I said, it, it's right. just kind of taking into consideration your your thoughts and feelings and what's best for your body all in one when you're deciding what to eat.
0: Amen. So another thing about the podcast before we get into the bills stuff because I see he has got that bills sweatshirt on. Yeah. Oh, actually Reffin. Sam
2: bought me this for Christmas. I well, look did. At that. <laughs> yeah. Perfect flex,
0: perfect timing. <laughs> I didn't um, think
2: about it when I put it on. It's Just like <laughs> only wearing Bill's clothes for the next however long.
0: Right, yeah. Don't jinx it. Um so as far as, you know, all the things that you guys have done with the podcast so far, uh what would you say has been your favorite piece of everything?
1: What? Mm. What do you mean?
0: Oh, just just like out of all the things that you've done all the time you've spent doing it and making content i guess what are you most proud of what have you enjoyed doing the most like is there a specific conversation that really stuck out to you like i'm so glad that we did this or a certain story or anything like that
1: i think the last time we answered this question i said uh our conversation with our friend um, sierra lucas who is a news reporter in columbus ohio And um, I'm going to stick with that answer because she, I I just get really inspired by inspirational people, obviously. Mm -hmm. And she's someone who's so committed to not only her nutrition and her fitness and her sleep and everything like that, but she's just super committed to her job as a journalist. And I think it's really cool the way that she uses nutrition, fitness, tracking her sleep, her, you know, she, I think she's very... Uh, spiritual as well. So attending like virtual church services is something that she does and just kind of using all those things as tools to help guide her mission and her purpose in life in other ways. So it's not like about being ripped and having these beautiful, strong arms, which she does, but it's, it's about using those things to do what she wants to do. And I think that that's really inspirational to me. So having conversations that make me inspired to go work out or meal prep (laughs) stuff like that awesome yeah yeah i think like there's something to be
2: taken from every person we've had a conversation with so i've either learned something or walked away from every conversation a little bit inspired um and it's actually really fun now that we're deep enough into it that i've sort of forgotten things to like revisit a conversation and yeah you know look at it from a different point of view um I think right now I'm just really proud of how consistent we've been. Um, we took a break around the holidays. There was like one week towards the end of summer that we took just to like give ourselves some breathing room. But we've put out a, an episode every week since we've started minus those Impressive. two. Impressive. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm loving the process as a whole. And mm-hmm. I think the best is yet to come.
0: Awesome. All right, Bell's Mafia. It's time. Mm-hmm. So Let me get you- my hat. Okay. I
1: have this tiny hat on my desk.
0: <laughs> so are you? You both Bills fans from the start, or what?
2: I'm born and bred in Buffalo, so okay. I am. Yes, Sam is from New Jersey. She didn't really have a okay. team growing up. No so team affiliation. I converted
1: up. her. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. So you guys, I've seen. I think I did a little bit of digging just to like learn more about you two before you came on. But I think I've seen pictures of both you and Bills gear at one point. Mm-hmm. And um, have you guys both been to a game?
1: Oh, I mean, I've Ali's like, been to a ton. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I have been to one. Sam's <laughs> so come to one. How was it, um, though? Oh, my God. It was amazing. Did it was the actually my first, yeah, first and only oh, yeah. NFL game that I have ever been to. It was uh, October of, like, 20, what was that, 2018? No, it was the home opener, 2017. 17? 17. Okay. Um, so, yeah, full Bills Mafia, yeah. not during the pandemic. Tables were being I miss smashed. I missed those days. Um, I don't think I saw Pinto Ron, but I like, I was going to say, is. so this would
2: have been like the beginning of, we had just graduated college mm-hmm. and I'd obviously been to Bill's games before, but I didn't go so often that I knew like the ins and outs of which tailgates were where and who yeah. I wanted to see and what crowds you're going to get. Um, so like if, and when Sam, you know, we get her back up here and a bunch of our other friends for For another game, we yeah I'll take you to see Pinto Ron and all that stuff. But (laughs) truthfully, seen him in real life in the city, (laughs) within a mile radius of the stadium. It's a wild time wherever you look.
0: Yeah, I've been to probably three games. I think only two I got to do the tailgate. But let me tell you, I had an absolute blast. Don't really remember all the game. Was probably (laughs) a good thing because it was very cold out. but I got to tell you, like, Bill's fan, like, I'm not actually a true Bill's fan. However, I um since I've been going to college in Rochester, I've got a bunch of people that I know, obviously, from this area, from Buffalo, and it's like a religion here. Like, I'm yeah. from a little bit more upstate, like, I don't know, three, Wait, like, three I and a half. can I tell you a
1: funny story? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh she'll never hear this, but one of our friends, it was, she was celebrating her, um, like, moving into her new apartment. Mm. And she was, like, she invited Allie and me and a bunch of other friends, and we had, like, a breakfast thing on her rooftop. And this was in the summer. And um, it was on a Sunday, so the Bills were playing. And Mm. she, like... It wasn't a fall. It was,
2: like, maybe the first or second week of... The season maybe yeah oh yeah, yeah you yeah. said it was because it wasn't the summer wasn't. <laughs> it was like September.
1: it was just way warmer than it is currently in new york okay. so okay. i was thinking it was summer um and Allie's like oh if it's sunday then i, I can't come because it's during the bills game and she yeah. like didn't understand how serious she was and yeah. so the day of she goes is ali coming and i'm like no the bills are playing today and she goes what? She, she's like oh and <laughs> and i was like this is her church i don't think you understand yeah
0: So you come from like a diehard family then?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been nothing but sports talk on in this house for, I mean, truthfully, the entirety of this season, but really like the past few weeks, obviously everything is just on overdrive. But I would say the majority of people in Western New York are that way. Like I was joking with Sam. Um, I used to work at a radio station here and she knows some of those people and I'm like, yeah, every time they come in and out commercial, it's like, go Bills, go Bills. They give a traffic report. They're like, mm-hmm. and there's a crash on the I-90, go Bills, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it's a lifestyle. But, I, yeah, it's yeah. it's unique. It is special that, like, the Bills are so synonymous with the city and the people. Yeah. But I think that's what makes it so special. And I feel like that good juju is guess- what's
1: going to yeah. get us to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah.
0: So – Go ahead. What were you going to say?
1: Oh, well, I was going to say, Ali really introduced me to not just the bills but like football in general because okay. i have a brother and and my dad but they never really were into watching mm-hmm. sports they're more like the play video games kind of type and okay. so it was in college that Allie and i used to go to the Ithaca college football games and she'd mm-hmm. be like okay so like what's happening here and i'd be like okay they just got a third down and she'd be like good job <laughs> just the little yeah. education but i feel like the bills mafia is just such a welcoming fan base so yeah. it's like how can you not be a fan and mm-hmm. for the record the Chilton Mafia did not just become Bill's fans this year. We have been in it since twenty fourteen, I'll say. Okay. Yeah. Th-
2: meaning my group of friends who like are in New York City and having gotcha. their own little parties now for these playoffs playoff games. It's been really fun to see them all getting together. Yeah, and yeah. Ali's not even there. That's, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's <laughs>
0: awesome. I'm kind of like a fan by association, I guess, just because I like I'm a Giants fan. And they're terrible and they've been terrible for a while now.
2: I have, I have converted many a Giants fan.
0: Yeah. Well, I <laughs> see, I can't do that. A and B, I feel like I can have an NFC and an AFC team. That's right. Fair. I feel like you can't kind of like double dip. That's cheating. I mean,
1: no,
2: yes and no. <laughs> like the Bills are, I'm diehard. Like they'll always be my number one. But like I wanted Cleveland to win the other day so bad. Yeah. Like that would have been so fun to have a Buffalo Cleveland AFC championship. And I like the Ohio teams. I don't know why. I just feel like people in Ohio are probably like Buffalo. Yeah. So I like definitely. Cincy and okay. all the cold weather team. Like, I don't know. I, I don't care about LA and Dallas, whatever. But like, I got teams that I definitely like more than other teams. So.
0: Absolutely. For I get me, that your
2: Giants are number one, but we'll accept you as a Bills fan well, okay, at so this, all other times. <laughs> this
0: is one of the other things I have to admit, though. So if I kind of stick with that principle of one team in each conference, I uh, this will be my last year as a Bills fan because I'm moving to Nashville. Um, and that oh. would mean that my AFC team would have to become the Titans. So with that being said, I... I don't
2: hate the Titans.
0: I know, but I feel like you can't have both. I feel like it's cheating.
2: Yeah, I mean...
0: But I've enjoyed yeah, like this Bills little... When
2: Bills Mafia took over Nashville, you would have been a Bills fan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like when they, they play down there, people go For wild. miles
2: for a whole four days. <laughs> so.
0: Well, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it has been fun to kind of like be on board a little bit for the last five years. Like go to yeah. the games, the tailgates, like everybody around here is a Bills fan. With all the crazy shit going on, one thing people can kind of like relate on is is sports and the bills especially in western new york and it, when sports were gone it was like just just give us that back we, yeah, we, we need something to be this. like united about and i feel like i mean buffalo is insane right now i have some buddies that i graduated college with they're like two years older than me that live in buffalo and every time the like the restaurants would open back up we, i would go down there we'd meet up we'd go watch a game at the bar like in our little table in the corner and that city is going insane. Even though yeah. it's quarantine, even though it's been a horrible year, that's like the one silver lining that can, uh, people can always go back to. And you can't say that about many sports teams. It doesn't yeah. matter what sport, where in the country it is. That's what makes Bill's Mafia so like special and just fun to be around. And now they're actually good. So, <laughs> I mean, it's taken so long. They went through so many quarterbacks and Josh Allen is definitely the guy. Oh he's, yeah, he's gonna be there for a long time.
1: I will um, say, I would die like, for Josh for Allen. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think he's sticking here through everything.
0: I think he is too. So, yeah, what are yeah. you, what are you, what are you thinking for uh, this this game Sunday? I just actually got an update on my phone that Mahomes will be playing.
2: I mean, I never really? thought Mahomes wasn't gonna play. Like, I mean, the fact the, that, the that that's like such a big debate was like, so dumb. It's yeah, like, they were gonna, he's gonna do your anything. Star quarterback, like he's gonna play um what are you
0: thinking though? how are you feeling going into this
2: i'm feeling confident like i feel like we have i just okay. feel like there's this good juju i feel like the bills we haven't really like peaked in the playoffs yet like last Agreed. week was, was a very defensive game josh allen really like him and Diggs. i mean they're solid but like they didn't have their time to shine
0: you know like weekend, what we
2: saw with miami we have not seen in the playoffs i feel like we're getting there mm-hmm. um that's not to take anything away from the Chiefs. They're a great team. I love Patrick Mahomes. Like um, Tyreek Hill's amazing. Travis Kelsey is like maybe gonna win the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Like respect, and they're a city that I can respect because like I get people there like live and breathe football in the way that I yeah. do. So yeah, it's not to take anything away from them. They're a great team. It'll be a great game. I think it's gonna come down to like who makes a mistake.
0: Yeah you know,
2: like a turnover, something like the Taron Johnson touchdown. I'm not saying it's going to be as crazy as that, but like, I, I, I don't know. I would venture to guess that it's going to be pretty high scoring. I think the bills are going to win. I think they're going to shock the world.
1: <laughs> um, I hope
0: they do. I yeah. really do.
1: You know, what's good though, is that I feel like, The Bills in Buffalo are such a city of like, no, let me prove to you. Can I tell you something? Yes.
2: Literally this morning, they're talking about it doesn't matter if it's a win, lose, or draw. The airport personnel, like police and whatever, are freaking out because they're like, there are going to be so many people here Yes. on Monday morning at like 1 a.m. when the plane comes in, like (laughs) heller high water. Such a weird. So they're like, how are we going to handle it? Um, And I'm like, ooh. I wasn't planning on that, but do I need to go to the airport?
1: Maybe At one AM on Monday? <laughs> I think you might. I think you probably are gonna have to go yeah. there. But is such a like underdog city. So I feel like yeah. it's it's a good like I don't know, I feel like it's a good place to be sometimes as like a former athlete myself when people aren't expecting anything of you. You can really shock them. Like everyone's expecting yeah. I think most sports reporters are probably expecting the Chiefs to win because oh, they yeah. are a great team. But Buffalo now has something to prove and that mm-hmm. momentum I think is going to be very rewarding and and that the coaching and obviously the uh Stefan Diggs and and Allen and I, I just remember S- Allen passing so much to Beasley and then Diggs came out of nowhere and I was like I forgot he was so good too <laughs> they're just I think they're gonna have a good game as well I know Allie obviously is more f- uh well-versed in football yeah but, um I also I was listening for them to them here <laughs>
2: somebody i don't remember if this was espn or sports radio or random youtube video but somebody yesterday was saying that there actually might be like this interesting sort of reverse psychology where like josh allen is in the position that patrick mahomes was in a year or two ago and mm-hmm. now patrick mahomes has to defend that rather than I'm like thinking rise about. Yeah. to the occasion exactly so, i've not thought of
0: that it's a good point though actually
2: yeah um so like y- you wonder if that plays any sort of mind games Truthfully, I think the toe is like the bigger issue at play here. He was like limping around last weekend. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, no, I'm feeling good. I'm like, I'm anxious. Like probably going to be drinking a lot all weekend long.
0: (laughs) Nice. As soon as you're done with this. You're going to start. Yeah, I,
2: don't know. I started last night. I was like, do I need to wake up and have a bellini? Like what are we getting into today? <laughs> um. I was going to
1: say you should crack a beer in the like outro of, of this podcast. Oh, well, should, okay. So
0: it's funny you say that. I was going to actually start the episode out that way cuz that's what I used to do for like my first several. I would just like have two or three drinks in my roommate and I would just like start recording. Yeah. And I kind of started that theme of like, okay, like what are you drinking? That's how we start out the episode. But I figured it like two o'clock on a Friday that you two might like have have responsibilities and like, I'm going to go to the gym after this. So it's like, do I want to drink a beer and then go lift? I could have probably should. It might've been fun. I don't know.
2: Hey, but (laughs) I like, Hey, unfit. We like to claim that energy. Like as long as we're even keel folk, we can drink when we want to and enjoy a drink when we want to.
0: (laughs) Amen. When's the last time you went through a table?
2: I've actually never been through a table, but uh, you know,
0: I think you need to do um, one before the like game. Like this
2: long into quarantine, I'm sort of like, maybe I maybe I need to bring a table to the airport on Monday, Allie. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that would be wild.
2: I, th- I saw a thing on Facebook today. Like, I think the local dicks has folding tables literally set up right when you walk in, like next to the beer. Or beer I love that so the, much. Gear, do you know who I'm started saying? that? It was like a WWE thing, right? That makes okay, sense, that's, right? Yeah, that's what a, it resembles. And, I don't know exactly like who was the first to go through a table, but it was something it was, it came from that. My dad and I were talking about this the other day. He's like, do other fan bases jump through tables? No. <laughs> and no. I was like, no, I don't think so. Um. Oh yeah. So we shall see.
0: Might have to get you a table real quick before the game.
2: I know. I know. I know.
0: Well, fingers crossed. Bills Mafia, six o'clock tomorrow. You're gonna be a few drinks in, hopefully, having a good time. Room for the Bills, fingers crossed. Um, and then if they get through that Super Bowl, that that just think about it for a second. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves.
2: Oh, I haven't. But
0: when that happens, just
2: believe that it's happening.
0: When that happens, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen in Buffalo. I don't know what's gonna happen in that city.
2: Oh my God, I I'm mean... gonna, I'm gonna.
0: I'll be in Buffalo for the Super Bowl. The
2: city will burn. It is like a little sad that <laughs> burn? Know, circumstances are like different this year. Like I know. That's like the most that unfortunate. we can all be together for it. But one way or another, I mean, I'll tell you this. I've taken the Monday and Tuesday after the Super Bowl off. Of
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love so that. I'm ready to go. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I think that's just about all I have for you two. Um, I kind of want to give you guys one – little opportunity here before we wrap it up to kind of like give your last piece of advice for somebody, you know, getting back into the podcast kind of side of things. Um, just for overall living like the best healthy ish lifestyle that they can as an individual, what would you say? What would your number one piece of advice be to, to really anybody listening?
1: I would say if you want to lose weight, great. If you want to gain weight, great. Just make sure that whatever goal you set out to do, you make it uh, you break it up, you break it up into smaller, more achievable steps along the way instead of just some lofty, ambiguous like, I want to lose 10 pounds. That's not yeah. like a great goal to have. Um, and yeah, I think if you if you set yourself up that way, it you can really celebrate the small wins as you achieve them instead of reaching for something that you may never get to.
0: Absolutely. Allie, what you got?
1: I would
2: say, listen to your body, listen to your mind, listen to your soul. That sounds so cliche, but not nah, just- just like Give yourself grace. Ali. you haven't said that I in like a couple grace. episodes. Oh. That's my tagline, give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. grace. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, but just like being aware of yourself and what fuels you and mm-hmm. when you are motivated to do something or when you want to accomplish something- why that is like i think people lose sight of the things that they want and and what their motivations and what their intentions are so being intentional
0: awesome well if people want to know more about you too where's the best place to find you
2: we are on instagram at the unfit pod yeah we're also on twitter oh yeah we're on twitter okay we're on tiktok but follow us on instagram where we like mostly live yeah Shoot us a DM if you like what you see or if you have any grand ideas or know cool people or you are a cool person and you want to maybe come on. Um, And what else? Oh, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. That's
1: where you can listen to us. Mm -hmm. Just search for unfit and our logo is orange and it looks like a U and an N. And um, yeah, give us a like rating, good review, follow, subscribe, depending on the platform and let us know what you think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You'll get a lot more content from them than you do me. So I would definitely recommend that. And it's a lot better <laughs> quality. But um, regardless, thank you two for coming on. I really appreciate it. I enjoy getting to talk to you guys. Um, and go Bills.
2: Go, go Bills. Bills. Thank you. See <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Peter. Have a good one.